Hi, and welcome to Data in Depth, a podcast where we delve into advanced analytics, business intelligence, and machine learning, and how they're revolutionizing the manufacturing sector. Each episode, we share new ideas and best practices to help you put your business data to work. From the shop floor to the back office, from optimizing supply chains to customer experience, the factory of the future runs on data. Hi, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Data in Depth, the podcast exploring the world of analytics and intelligence and their role in the manufacturing industry. I'm your host, Andrew Reiser, and today I'm very excited to have Shaker Harahan, the Vice President of Product Marketing for Jitterbit. At Jitterbit, Shaker has been instrumental in the go-to-market activities to increase sales of enterprise applications for both midsize and enterprise customers. He's also helped develop a lot of the products and strategies that help manufacturers gain insight into their supply chains, connect their business processes, and dig into the possibilities of the Internet of Things. Welcome, Shakir. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Super excited to have you on board. Um, Internet of Things and Industry 4.0 and just big data in general has always been a a passion of mine. And so I I love having these conversations with other industry leaders and and product uh, makers that are, are, are living and breathing in this space as well. So definitely excited to to have you join us. So Shaker, I, I think it's, it's safe to say that Jitterbit and the company and the, the product and this uh, integration platform as a service has really become a leader on the topic of, of connected manufacturing. I think there's been a, a lot of time and energy and, and effort into development of products that help facilitate this flow of data. So if you could, could you briefly give us uh, the high level elevator pitch uh, about Jitterbit and its place in this uh, space and how it can help make an impact in Industry 4.0 in the manufacturing sector? Absolutely. Happy to uh, dig into that. So for audience, uh, if uh, you don't know about Jitterbit, uh, we are an enterprise integration platform, also called as iPaaS, which helps uh, companies connect data wherever they reside. It could be on-premise, it could be on the cloud. Um, So we connect that seamlessly and help companies orchestrate end-to-end business processes. So the way, for example, for manufacturers, if you're looking to create a engine-to-order process, a make-to-order process, a demand-to-build process. So the way you would do that is break down in terms of how data flows uh, end-to-end from different uh, departments. And these departments use IT. And uh, so what essentially you're doing is uh, connect these uh, data between systems so as to drive those business processes. So so that segues into the overall picture of how Jitterbit is helping manufacturers themselves. Um, Manufacturers just like any other industry, uh, everybody is being impacted by digital disruption, which Andrew alluded to is industry 4.0. And uh, by that, what we mean is uh, uh, everybody is having customer data, the enterprise data, the supplier data scattered across different systems. And to orchestrate these business processes, uh, unless you connect these systems uh, together, you would have what you call as the data silos. And that's not good for any company because as you want to improve Uh, your customer experience, and if you want to kind of improve your your productivity of your employees, you need to have these processes connected so that you can orchestrate those uh, business transactions. So that's kind of the background of what we do and how you would uh, think about using Jitterbit to kind of uh, help you drive towards Industry 4.0. Perfect. So what really intrigues me uh, about all that, and so there's a a lot to kind of unpack there and, and kind of break down through, but ultimately, as you're describing that, I immediately create this mental image of disparate databases housing lots of data, 
machines on the shop floor, streaming lots of data, uh, suppliers in your supply chain, both upstream and downstream. And it just seems like that scene from the matrix where you see all this, this data just flowing everywhere and you don't really know how to make sense of it. So help me understand a little bit more about these common pain points that you see with manufacturing and how Jitterbit is continuing to, to break down those silos and make APIs and integrations seem less scary and, and more uh, accessible to organizations. Yeah, absolutely. So there are different ways to look at this problem. One you would call as a data diversity, where obviously people have uh, information, say customer information is a great example. People would have spreadsheets or they would have simple tables that they would have built, or people would even have their custom applications to you know, store information. Now, what's happening with Industry 4.0 is modernization of how you store this data. And that's where all these best of breed SaaS applications are coming up. Historically, you've had your uh, logistics, your ERPs, your e-commerce. So all that uh, came about in about, say, a decade. And uh, guess what? Even prior to that, you had your engineering systems, your production, your distribution, your MRP. So all those systems have been existing since the 70s and 80s, really. So if you were to just picture, companies have, especially IT companies or ISVs, as you would refer, they have automated these business processes. So they have helped companies to drive automation of how their data moves uh, within the enterprise and outside to the customers and suppliers or trading partners they interact with. So that's where all these systems have come up. But guess what? As uh, these systems have advanced in the last decade, even more data is being spewed up by the cloud, your mobile, uh, customers are talking about uh, you know, their experiences via social. There is so much of data coming up. Add that to you know, your big data, the cloud. So in a sense, data is everywhere. Data is scattered. And data has evolved from being a point-to-point silo within systems to being transmitted via middleware and EDI. And now, Andrew, so things are being driven by APIs. So what that means is uh, if you want to connect these systems, you need something much more modern way to kind of transact this data between systems. And that's where APIs is playing a deeper role. So kind of just to kind of simplify for the audience, so what we are saying is uh, from custom point to point to middleware to API integration. So that's how you can see as you know the data movement flowing across between systems, and that's where Jitterb is helping by driving API-based integration to connect data between systems. That's a great description. And so my key takeaway to kind of summarize what I heard from that is there's a lot of legacy systems that are also being intertwined with more modern SaaS-based or cloud-based systems and and databases. And so just getting a a lay of the land and a general understanding of these disparate systems, what data is stored in those, but then taking it to the next step and planning for an integration strategy so that you can aggregate and assimilate that data via more modern approaches, leveraging APIs. And that's kind of the bread and butter of, of what Jitterbit brings to the table. So now let's talk about as you start simulating this data and you've got the middleware connecting these various APIs and endpoints, the data movement is there, but now how do we start abstracting that data into meaningful insights and information through like dashboards and reports and, and analytics? So what do you see in this space as, as it relates to that? Yeah, absolutely. So let's break it down into the business goals of why a company would connect data. So... I can think about various use cases, something which is uh, streamlining product design and development. So that could be one use case where from the old days, like I mentioned, people had this uh, MRPs and production systems. 
And now you have the modern SaaS, which does things like quality. You even have PLM, which helps you automate a lifecycle management of a product. So today, companies are responding to uh, agile manufacturing. So a great example is retail, where clothing that is in fashion today uh, may not be in fashion like in you know, six months from now. And you have a lot of companies, you know, uh, like Zara is a great example, uh, which actually has that pain point. So the way you do that is to kind of make your uh, systems attuned to support uh, agile manufacturing. So uh, what, what that means is uh, where a product is designed. So that's pushed by the uh, design team into production. The production does team does prototype. That goes into quality and testing and eventually into production or deployment. And you get feedback from your customers on how they like it. Uh, comes a different season or maybe the company's expanding to a different uh, demographic. You know, so these fashion changes and that input comes from various channels, like we talked earlier, uh, social, you know, and uh, different data points. So just there, you have one use case where companies are trying to streamline, uh, you know, their design and development uh, through integration and how the data flows through different systems from PLM to your manufacturing, your production, your distribution and back, you know, to the design team for continuous improvement. So that's a great use case. I kind of always hear uh, other things would be just digitization of your business processes. So what does digitization mean? Where basically simply it means when order comes from, let's say from uh, e-commerce, so that's a digital order. And then the company who's actually uh, producing kind of looks at uh, how much inventory do they have in stock? Uh, do they need to order from the suppliers? Uh, again, it goes back to your uh, supply and demand. So maybe the industry is experiencing a surge in supply and therefore they have to meet the customer SLAs. So everything is tied around to the currency called SLA and eventually to customer experience. So to do that, this is where integration plays, where the data comes from e-commerce, where EDI, it does not matter. End of the day, the company is looking at, do I have enough on quantity to meet my production goals? If not, let me work with my suppliers. And if I have a network of suppliers, um, and you have different systems, you have SAP's Ariba, you have Coupa, I can go on. So people can connect to that marketplace, if you would, and have the suppliers distribute that in uh, the time that's needed for the company to produce the goods and ship it to their customers. So that's something, you know, again, talking to your digitization, um, how integration plays and how data flows, you know, from your customers to the company and then buy to your trading partners. So that's another use case. So those are the top two use cases that come to my mind. I can, I'm sure we can talk about even more. Sure. No, I think those are excellent examples of uh, what we also see with manufacturers and kind of the, the digitization of the, the business processes that they're looking for. So thank you for walking through that. And so I, I think that's a, a good segue into the next hot topic that is in this industry 4.0 space, and that's the Internet of Things and the kind of blending of, of machines and humans and how that data from smart devices is able to, to connect and, and shed uh, a whole other aspect of what you've described as, as digitizing the business. So can you maybe share a little bit more about uh, the Internet of Things, where you're seeing these smart connected devices play in and, and possibly some use cases around that? Yeah, absolutely. It's very interesting you asked me that question because uh, I literally met with a customer last Friday and they were talking about how the industry has changed significantly uh, from the way the information was coming from devices. Well, earlier in the 70s and 80s, even the 90s, we had the PLCs, what we called as the programmable logic controllers, spitting data. And now that's, uh, the technology is evolving into more of uh, people using embedded sensors into their devices. 
And uh, so that's kind of spewing ton of data. A great example would be uh, say machines, which is uh, kind of working round the clock because companies can't afford downtime. And then eventually for you to do preventive maintenance, you need to make sure the cycle time, maybe uh, other variables or parameters like your temperature, you know, your pressure, there could be many different variables that every machine you know, needs to be detected on. So that data needs to come in so that a company can decide is it time, the appropriate time to do preventive maintenance? And you, again, you have an enterprise app for that. Um, you know, this is similar to your mobile app. So there's an app for everything, but the, uh, the point being, you need data to come in real time from these devices back to your tracking systems. So that way you can uh, plan on a maintenance. So therefore you, you don't maintain equipment too late after downtime, or you don't maintain uh, too early based on its cycles uh, that it's designed for. So that's kind of one example I could think of. Again, there are different use cases. So this comes to my mind. Other things would even be like downtime when certain chips or sensors fail. So how uh, something uh, like an equipment can send uh, data back to your field service, for example, and they could dispatch somebody based on the availability of somebody uh, local in the area. So I've heard of those kind of use cases as well. And a lot of enterprise companies such as uh, Oracle, JD Edwards, I know they have kind of used that particular use case. Uh, so these things are, you know, uh, becoming a trend now. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I, I think that this is also giving manufacturers more power to provide additional services and support to the end customer. So getting more into the proactive and predictive aspect of, of the business as it relates back to, to their products or their widgets or, or how that factors into an overall system so that they can proactively go out and, and service or support things before a customer even knows that they may be experiencing downtime. Exactly. Awesome. Well, Shaker, it's, it's been a pleasure talking with you. And this is a, a lot of great topics to hit on. And uh, we're looking forward to, to future discussions as we keep uh, unpacking and, and trying to break down what we're calling data in depth and just kind of all the aspects of how data is playing a role in the, the new industry 4.0 that uh, the world and, and manufacturing is, is facing. So any uh, last minute thoughts or insights that you'd like to share with the audience? about how they can start thinking about how, how data and integration uh, should play as yeah. they're thinking about their roadmaps? Yeah, absolutely. So one insight I would like to share is uh, a lot of companies, even though they're talking about Industry 4.0, it's still not been a success. So Andrew, what we did at Jitterbit, we surveyed hundreds of company manufacturers uh, globally, and the insights we got is uh, only about a third of the companies really have a cohesive strategy to plan around how they're going to implement Industry 4.0. So therefore, what I think it means is companies are not exactly solving the data silos we talked about, and also it means they are not getting the ROI from their existing systems. So it all ties to that. So end of the day, if you want to get more ROI, if you want to meet what we call about, you know, uh, we talked about uh, delivering great customer experiences. We talked about digitization of processes. We talked about companies being agile to respond to changing market needs. So if companies want to do all of these functions, they have to have a strategy in place. And that strategy, I would like to emphasize, starts from integration uh, and uh, what you alluded to, API-driven integration. Because companies need uh, data in real time. And as you mentioned, uh, people need to have everything tracked in some dashboards. So that way they can see the progress of key business processes. They can track the key metrics and they can respond proactively to kind of you know, being responsive. So the key takeaway from me would be that companies need to have a strategy in place not just look at uh, integrating systems or adjacent departments, but think of a holistic strategy they can put in place 
and use an integration as a tool to enable digitally connected enterprise. Perfect. That uh, was a, a great summary and takeaway. So with that, I think we're going to close out this session. For those of you listening, if you'd like to learn more about Jitterbit, I encourage you to visit jitterbit.com. And we'll also share out Shaker's profile and other relevant resources related to this show in the, the notes of this episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate the episode and subscribe to our data in depth available on iTunes, Google, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere else you can listen to your podcast. Thank you for joining and thanks for being here, Shikar. Thank you. Data in depth is produced by Mountain Point, a digital transformation consulting firm focusing on the manufacturing sector. You can find show notes, additional episodes, and more by visiting dataindepth.com. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.